Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Let's learn to roar. He is the line through the book of Daniel. All these lines are roaring at Daniel, and Daniel roars back, not just in the lion's den, because according to Revelation 5, 5, Jesus is the line of the tribe of Judah, and my Bible says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So you got to just start roaring back. Let's go to this story this morning. Um, in Shadrach, in Daniel chapter 3 about these Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let me jump in. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall. It's a big statue. Nine stories high. And nine feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And then he sent the messengers to all these high officers. And so these high officials came to the king and to the statue that he'd set up. Verse 4, then a herald shouted out, people of all races, nations, languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn or the flute or the zither or the lyre, or the harp or the pipes or other musical instruments, bow to the ground and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's statue. And anyone who refuses to obey immediately will be thrown into a blazing furnace. So King Nebuchadnezzar was on this power trip. And he makes a gold statue of himself, 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide. And so we're just going to, here's what we're going to do. We're going to reenact this kind of uh, thing. So, so I need to transform you into the people of Babylon. I know, I know, I get it. If you were living during that time, you wouldn't have bowed to the statue. I understand that. You're just pretending, okay? Turn to your neighbor, tell them I wouldn't have bowed. No way. But pastor asked me to bow, so I'm going to obey. The pastor, I'm not going to obey King Nebuchadnezzar. So um, I just need you to practice a quick bow. Just a quick bow. It's, a, it's, it's okay, I promise. Like, I talked to Jesus about it. He's not, he's like, oh, I'll see if they're going to bow. And no, 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 no. This is just, so, and then I need some, some good Hebrew children. So, Pastor John, Pastor Steve, Pastor Jerry, y'all give them a hand. Come on, give it up for them. By the way, the Bible, Bible says that uh, these, these people were probably teenagers. Don't they look young? Don't they look like teenagers? Come on. These are some young men up here. And then there was this thing. So Nebuchadnezzar, it wasn't just like bow whenever. There was, there was a cue. So I got to give you guys the cue of when to bow. So the Bible set, talks about like whenever the music played. Somebody been waiting on that for five years. They're getting blessed back there. <laughs> Travis Green was playing. They were yawning, but they heard that. They're shouting. And by the way, you don't know. You weren't there. Maybe it was, maybe it was that music, all right? So just let me use my, this is, I'm telling the story. I can use my imagination. 
And so all these are all these Babylonians, and they're mixed in with all these Hebrews, and King Nebuchadnezzar had this fire. Now it wasn't just a statue, it was a fiery furnace. So, like, I know we're way too, way too sophisticated to bow at a statue. Uh, we would never bow at anything athletics or, or anything over Jesus, uh, royal weddings, or any, I mean, anything. We would never bow. I'm not mad at you if you watch the wedding. But, like, we would, ne- we would never bow at Hollywood. We would never bow at, at clothes. We would never bow at money because we're way too sophisticated. We're like, this is a 6,000-year-old s- story. And so they were bowing at a statue, but we were never bowing at a statue, except you're going to bow because you're Babylonians in this culture, okay? And so the Bible again says that when the music played, except there were these three Hebrew guys, and they were like, we are too young, we are too good looking. We got, we got too much going. We got our ministry ahead of us. We are not going to bow when the music plays. By the way, you got a song too? You got a song too? Do you know that the devil knows your song? See, it wasn't just, it wasn't just that they bowed whenever. There was a song. There was a song before the bow. In other words, there is a trigger to your temptation. I'm going to help you this morning. You don't just get blindsided by temptation. There's a trigger before the temptation. And if you can, here's how I'm going to help you. If you can figure out what the trigger is, you can beat the temptation. It's not just that you look at bad things on the internet. There's something that triggers that temptation that causes you to look at those things. It's not that you just end up randomly teenager. Oh my goodness, I don't even know how I ended up at this place on a Friday night. No, there was a text message that was a trigger that got you to that location. It's not that you just turned in an expense report at work. I'll get to your thing eventually too. It's not that just that you turned in an expense report with a little too many line items on that expense report. There was a trigger that said you're not going to have enough money to pay the bills, so you better slide these other things in there. Are you, are you following me this morning? And so when you find your trigger, that's way. So, so when the music starts playing in your life, you say, I've heard that song before. I know what's coming. And I'm not about to bow in this situation. And so, uh, uh, verse 10, the Hebrews were saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, you issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue. But there were some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who you put in charge of the province of Babylon. And they pay no attention to you. You know, that's a good strategy for the enemy. Some of you are paying too much attention to the enemy. Some, you just don't, just don't pay any attention to him. Just worship God like he's not even there. Just keep doing your thing like he's not even there. Then King Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. So when they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Hey guys, is it true? Is this true that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the golden statue that I've set up? I'm going to give you guys one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made. And so when you hear the sound of the musical instruments, but if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Then they replied, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves 
before you. Do you know that's a word for somebody in the house? You don't even, I don't know what accusation somebody or the enemy in your mind is bringing against you, but you don't even need to defend yourself. You don't even need to waste the mental energy. You know how we do? If we think that somebody is going to come against us, we'll spend hours coming up with our response. You don't even need to do that. You can shrug your shoulders, smile, and walk away. That's all you need to do because God Almighty is already at work defending you this morning. And so they said, if we're throwing, thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we just want to make it clear, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. See, I love the posture of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did you catch the two things that they said? They said, God is able. God, God is able. God is able to heal your disease. God is able to pay that bill. God is able to provide for you everything. But then they said, but if not, we've already made up our mind that we're going to do the right thing no matter if it looks like it's going to happen or not. If you put those two phrases together in your life, you cannot be defeated. God is able, but if not, just, just tell your neighbor, I'm okay either way. I'm okay e either way. Whatever way it is, I'm okay. God is going to work this thing out. So Nebuchadnezzar became so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face become distorted with rage. In case you need a picture of that, uh, transfer yourself back to when you were eight years old in the backseat of the car and you were fighting with your sibling and you looked up and caught your dad's look in the rearview mirror. That distorted with rage, yeah, that look. So Nebuchadnezzar was mad. And he commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter. Have you ever in your life made the right decision, said the right thing, decided to go after God at a higher level than you ever have before and the enemy turned up the heat in your life? Has that ever happened to you? Has that, can I preach this to the 365 student that encountered God a month and a half ago at breakaway and it felt like the Holy Spirit was about to beat out of your chest? What happened to you on Monday? Fire got turned up, didn't it? Can I preach this to the team that just came back from Puerto Rico and saw God move on the mission field and saw God move in a powerful way and then you came back and what happened? The fire got turned up, didn't it? Because when you start going after God at a different level, sometimes the enemy will turn up the fire at a different level. And so some of you this morning may be walking through a hotter fire than you've ever walked through in your life. But do you know that's because you're following God more than you ever have in your life. So you don't need to fear. You need to get excited that say, say, go ahead and turn up the heat, enemy. Because it doesn't matter. The same God that'll keep the 50 degree flames away from you is the same God that'll keep the 500 degree flames. It doesn't matter how hot, because this is what the enemy will do. The enemy will start talking to you about the fear of the fire. It's the fear of the fire. Oh, don't do that. I'll turn up the flames on you. Don't do that. I'll turn up. Guess what? Those same, if the flames would have killed them at 120 degrees, they were going to kill them. So you might as well, you might as well just go all out for God. You might as well just live like you're all in. You might as well give him all, not nothing. 
And so Nebuchadnezzar says, this is it. I'm not only going to turn up the flames, I'm going to bring in the strong man. I need Pastor David to come on up here right now. I need, I'm just, I'm just sensing the, uh, the anointing of bicep <laughs> in the house right now. And so King Nebuchadnezzar calls in a strong man and he tosses him some rope and he says, I need you to tie these jokers up because again, that's what the enemy will do to you. The enemy will start trying to bind you. will start trying to put fear. Don't serve God. I'm going to cast you into the fire. And so he starts tying them up and then, and then it, it fire seven times hotter. And he ordered, so verse 20, he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully, fully dressed. I'm thankful that that's in there. Uh, <laughs> and because the king had demanded such a hot fire, so as he's throwing, as the strong man are throwing the, the Hebrew man, in, the Bible says it's the strong man that actually perished. So... I almost want the music to play just randomly, but I'm not going to have, uh, maybe, maybe at some point. <laughs> my, my man, Chris Kuhn, been waiting 20 years to play that riff on stage. Go ahead and play it one more, one more time. Everybody else bowing, but these Hebrew children, now the Hebrew children, they're in the fire. But God, listen, can I preach to you this morning that God will use your fire. God will actually use the thing in your life, the thing that you're walking, because I know that you've been praying, God, deliver me out of the fire, and your God can certainly deliver you out of the fire, but what if he doesn't deliver you out of the fire? What if he delivers you in the fire? The same God that can keep you from something in your life is the same God that can walk with you. And so God will actually use this. Write these things down. Number one, he will use the fire to destroy your enemies. He will use, what if it's the fact that you're walking through the worst thing in your life that is actually going ahead of you and defeating the enemy? Number two, write this down. God will use the fire in your life to break your bondages. So the scripture says that they walked in bound, but they walked out unbound. So this is, this is crazy. What if the only way to get you free from the thing that you've been praying to get free from is God allowed you to walk through the fire? But I know you didn't want to, I know you didn't want to walk through the fire. I know you prayed to get out of the fire. I know you prayed to avoid the fire. I know you said, God, I will do anything that you want me to do if I don't have to walk through this situation. But what if God is actually using the fire in your life? What if the, what if the freedom is in the fire? What if it's not free from the fire? What if it's free in the fire? The third thing that God is using this to do in your life is to bring you to an encounter with Jesus. Let's read this now at verse 24. But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, hey, wait, a, wait a second, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did. They replied, look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see 
I see how many men did he see? I see, I see how many? But three got thrown in. And there's a fourth man walking beside you this morning too. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.